0: Welcome to the Recruitment Rollercoaster podcast. My name is Hisham Mazouz and this is the show where I bring to life the true failures, the true successes and the true learnings from recruiters and recruitment business owners. My mission is for this podcast to become the place for recruiters to learn from others and to give a real insight into what it's like to work in the industry. So those considering a career in recruitment know exactly what they're getting into. The Recruitment Rollercoaster Podcast. My name is Hisham Azuz and today I'm joined... um... By Dougie. I was just thinking you might be the first Scottish person that's coming here. I think, maybe. Really? You might be, Your listeners are going to have a nightmare I'm trying <laughs> to understand me then. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm joined by uh, Dougie from Wodrow this morning. Thank you for uh, coming down, mate. I think um, I know you haven't uh, just come down all the way from Glasgow for the show. Oh, I
1: know, I have. <laughs> I'm, no, I'm joking, I'm joking. No, yeah. but it is good to be I here. I was going to
0: say that means uh, you, would, you would definitely been the, the most travelled person to come in. <laughs> um, but look, um, pleasure to have you in, mate. Been excited to meet you. Um, obviously, awesome. seeing uh, your face all over linkedin and um i think look, as, as you know i always like to start I was, I was checking out your linkedin um earlier but um you had a bit of a uh recruitment career before you, uh, you joined nod and, I think and jumped in front of video didn't you like jumped jumped a few times didn't you absolutely, Whoa, no, mate. absolutely. Tell, so how did you get into
1: recruitment so i'm glad i'm i'm, I'm glad that we started with this now i'm, yeah. I'm not so um i uh, when i left school i left school when i was 16 yeah. and um I wanted to work in sales. My, my dad was a you car salesman. You wanted to salesman. work in sales? I wanted to work in sales. So my dad was a car salesman. I had a yeah. couple of mates that were a, a few years older than me. They yeah. were all out making money. Plumbers, joiners, you know, typical trade jobs yeah. um, up in Glasgow. And um, I got myself a job in a call centre. So okay. I was selling um, insurance products over the yeah, phone. That's weird. So it was, oh, yeah, that's So was I. yeah, mad. There we go. There we go. Small <laughs> world. Um, good breeding ground then. Um, so... So yeah, so I started selling insurance products over over the phone, which was great. Um, the guy that was managing me at the time um, then joined a new company, and he said, "Come and come and do this." So we were then selling a kind of telecoms product, which was great. Uh, he went to a festival over in Spain, and he came back and he said, "I'm leaving. I'm going to going to work in London." And I was like, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> uh, he said oh I met these guys over in Spain and they told me that they worked for this big uh, recruitment company in London okay. and that they would set, set me up with a job yeah. so anyway got, he went down there and he was phoning me every day telling me how great it was and how much oh, money really? he was making so he's a close mate of yours yeah absolutely we kind of become friends because we yeah. worked together for a couple of years And he was saying, you know, you should really, you know, you should do this. The biggest problem I had um, at that time in Glasgow was very few recruitment companies were hiring anything but graduates. Really? Yeah, they were all looking for Even though you had sales experience. Yeah, absolutely. Crazy. Absolutely. So I was. That's um, not ideal experience, I'd say, for a lot of people. Yeah, now, you're like, but you look at it now and and people don't even care if you've got a degree or not. But back then, like, particularly in the Glasgow market, it was something most people were firm on. Mm. So I was a bit stuck and I was like, I want to try this. And then I found out that I. Am I like to say recruitment company names on yeah, this? Yeah, yeah, of course. Okay. Mate, yeah. So Hayes, we just no, don't start slating them, it's professional. <laughs> no, I'll keep it professional. So um I was quite lucky Hayes at the time were recruiting oh, yeah, and yeah. um and they didn't have the word graduate on their, their job vacancy on, on a kind of job board up there. Nice. So I thought great, apply for that. Went through like five rounds of interviews. Yeah, that's
0: quite tough to get in there, isn't it? My my old director was um yeah, Hayes for and through. Stayed there for like 10 years. Absolutely. The yeah. thing that
1: amazed me most about Hayes was actually how long people stay there. Like, yeah. the guy that was managing me at the time had been in Hayes for like 22 years. Yeah. The director was like 25 Apparently, years Apparently, like,
0: the, obviously, I had my other senior colleague was from Hayes and, like, they, they called it the old Hayes days, like, were just, like, I think they were like real market leaders, weren't they, in, in a lot of sectors and absolutely. they had a real brand and um, that obviously helped when you're coming through the ranks and apparently they just had an absolute beast of a database that was just, they, there there's so much money in that database. So I, I
1: remember it from uh, my training. Actually, I was down, the first time I ever went to London was training with yeah. Hayes, so they sent me down to London for a week um, and I think the stat was that at one point their database was the this had... Because that used to be a big sale, didn't it? Yeah, absolutely. So so this was back 2013, 2012, 2013 so yeah, yeah yeah. Um, so their database was um the was the size of the population of ireland and switzerland <laughs> combined <laughs> right so that's if you craft. took the entire population of ireland and switzerland oh, mate, combined, be that would be so database. that'd be so fun
0: to get that on your pitch Yeah. so uh, we've got a database it's the uh, size the population of uh, ireland
1: how interested <laughs> are you so, and switzerland <laughs> um, and pull it in so um okay if I was my boss at Hayes at the time, I'd be absolutely raging with me because um, I I went to Hayes, went through all those interviews, um, got really prepped up for it, did the training down in London for a week. You know, obviously, you know the money that they must have invested in doing that. Yeah, with me. yeah there's a lot. Um, I came back up and I was working on a construction desk. Okay. So nice. I'd been this call center guy. I was eighteen and I was now uh, recruiting for uh, freelance site managers um, in construction within North Glasgow. Interesting and. Um, yeah, I lasted like five weeks. Really? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I... I, I um,
0: why did you last uh, five weeks?
1: I just didn't know what I was getting myself in for. Totally underestimated it. Had been, you know, my mate was telling me how great it was. I thought it was easy. I you just, it was really you just easy. heard
0: about the good, good parts, right? Yeah,
1: absolutely, right. So when you're talking to your mates, they're never going to tell you that there's bad parts or yeah, anything yeah, like yeah. that. And I think sometimes as well as you know, Doing what I was doing previously just came so easily and naturally to me that you know. Do you think it was? It, do you
0: think? Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, I think so. In in the call center, was it like everything came to you right? Like yeah, you have, so it's, always dealing with the consumer, right? That's so what I'm just mean.
1: Phoning people at home, you know. um, there were existing customers you were either upselling yeah. on the insurance side or um, you know, on the other side they yeah. were moving home you knew that so you were phoning to try and you know, sell them an yeah, yeah, a a yeah. broadband package so that's
0: some like solid, they just had leads like constantly yeah, leads you absolutely. know
1: what I mean and all of a sudden now I'm trying to speak to like the national house building manager of like the largest like home builder in the <laughs> UK and I'm like why is this guy not going take my calls like, I just yeah. didn't get it I'd never done business to business sales never done it yeah. and it was totally it's, a, it's a totally different game isn't it yeah absolutely what
0: well, um Okay, so so what happened in those five weeks for you to quit? Like, what what, what was, so your perception wasn't right and you're like, oh my God, okay, this is so much harder than total, I thought. Total. Was there, because I mean, look, I'm sure they had great training. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, great training. So like, what, yeah, like, what was it? That just, was just like, horrible. you know what? Was I, was, horrible?
1: I was young at the time. I was living at home. It was a, I think it was just, you know, people talk about like millennials and stuff yeah, yeah, yeah. and all that kind of stuff. I think it They're was not just. not for putting in the grafts and yeah. all that. Yeah, and look, do you know what? See, to be perfectly honest with you, I wasn't. I think if I'm in, if I'm honest with myself, I just wasn't up for the graft. Like I was yeah. coming in the office at like seven in the morning because that's you know a, yeah. on a construction desk that's when people start. And um, you know I wasn't leaving the office till seven at night. And I was all I was doing was cold calling, cold calling, cold calling. Cold and was calling, you not having much luck? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then so I'd speak to, I you know what I mean. And 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 I think that. I was like, do I really want to do this? And and I didn't get the industry, right? So I'm not a, you see my videos and all that kind of stuff. Like, yeah. I, I'm terrible at DIY. I'm showing you my thumb right now. I stabbed myself with a screwdriver trying to change a door handle <laughs> the other day. Like, <laughs> I'm, and, I'm
0: so bad as well. You know,
1: so I'm then trying to relate to these people who I just have nothing in common with and it wasn't the right industry. But yeah, okay. what, what happened was when I was leaving, uh, I handed my notice in. So I didn't yeah. get, get sacked, which was good. <laughs> um, but I handed my notice in and, um, you know, they tried to keep me, you know, same thing, right? What they were saying was, which is true, is you need to give it 12 months. Yeah. Yeah. You've yeah, yeah, got yeah. to definitely, give it twelve months definitely. in recruitment to, to really truly build up a market and then at that point if you're still not getting it, that's cool. Yeah. It's it's hard at the start, it gets yeah. easier. Um but I was walking down West Regent Street, which is like the most um Heavily populated recruitment street in Glasgow. Really, um, and there was a recruitment company that I saw. I'd never heard of them before, um, called HR Consultancy at the time. And I went on their website, and they were looking for experienced recruiters to do call center recruitment. So oh, like, there we go. I was like, all oh, right, okay, cool. So I emailed the the HR manager and I said, I know you're looking for either graduates or experienced recruiters. Uh, I've been a recruiter at Hayes for five weeks, so technically I'm experienced now. So, yeah, yeah. You, and I want to do Let's call center recruitment. Can we have a chat? Um, I think it was just a bit cheeky chappy, and he said, Yeah, look, come on in and, and have a chat and ended up working there for two years no. so um so that's
0: where you got some real solid ground then.
1: yeah absolutely um yeah. absolutely like and, and understood i could relate to it more and i've yeah. been it? yeah it helps
0: so much i think um that's what i experienced because i went from insurance to then recruiting in insurance and, and it helps yeah. a lot it really does and i think anyone out there like seriously considering recruitment or early on i think like yeah that is a real challenge obviously i don't know it's hard because like can you always get into an industry that you're interested in or have previous yep. experience with? Maybe not, but I think you've got to have some sort of—I don't know—some sort of interest, haven't you? Otherwise, yeah. if you because you you will spend a lot of time not having success, and then when you do have some se- success, if you don't even like enjoy having the conversations Absolutely. or whatever, that just makes it even more tougher. Yeah, I think I think that's good though, mate. That you you had the balls to be like, you know what, I'm not like I'm not enjoying this. Yeah. But at the same time. I couldn't agree more that, that those 12 months are, are super important.
1: Oh yeah, I jumped way too early, like way too early. Like I would have got it. I so you could, I still you could have probably
0: like sucked more out of a haze in terms of what you could have learned. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. In terms of like, I'm sure there had some big billers in there, could have learned from some On really roads. good consultants.
1: I, think, I, I still think to this day the guy that I worked with, um, my, my manager, was still the highest biller that I've worked with. I think he was billing somewhere between 400 to 450k a year. Really? Um but you know, you don't, yeah, yeah, particularly you can learn, in the Glasgow you market, few, you, you know I mean? That's, that's crazy. Absolutely.
0: Okay, so he was there for two years and then, yep. so that transition, then, did that really help in terms of the, the call centre piece? Because I guess you felt like you could relate uh, yep. to these people. So you did that for two years and then, um, how long
1: was you in recruitment for? Uh, so I then spent another nine months at another recruitment agency jumping yeah. about. Um, so, <laughs> Job hopper, mate. Absolutely, mate. Absolutely. So <laughs> so what happened was I was doing call centre recruitment and I, I got that, I got, I got kind of, not bored, right? But, yeah. um, you know, it was a lot of high volume, low fee recruitment. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. I was watching guys, and it what was
0: like the average fee was it perm?
1: It uh, perm average, average fee, fee? like fifteen hundred quid. Oh, uh, really? Do you know what I mean, yeah, oh, oh, terrible, that. mate. I know, I know, right? So, but the thing was, um, HR that, um as a business was built on the insurance and accountancy markets. Oh, nice. So I'm sitting next to guys like how close we are right now, yeah. And you know, they're bringing in, they're selling retainers at like twenty, twenty five k, and I'm yeah, sitting going, like, well, I want a piece of that exactly. And I actually talk about that a lot in the retain master classes that we run now because. Yeah. Probably something that that I think back to is that you know I used to go how do you do that how do you do it now when you're a recruiter billing that type of money I'm not saying that they weren't helpful but they were like I just make it happen right because it's like chit chat in the office and everything else so it wasn't really helpful at all and I used to be like I'll never be able to do that uh, and what else but I should have been actually saying is what what am I not doing and I just I wasn't asking for it I wasn't targeting the right type of companies I wasn't doing any of that kind of thing I was just like it was like hand to mouth like where's that next deal coming from Mm. Um, and you spoke about it I'm sure we'll talk about this later on but. You spoke about how, um, you know, you need to give it time and, and everything else. I think probably what shocked me most was amount a cold calling that I had to do. And, um, <laughs> Sounds, it? and, yeah, it's, it's tough. And I think that now, you know, three, four, five years later, but with everything that you can do and all the new ways of engaging with people on likes of social media, yeah, LinkedIn yeah. and, you know, personal branding and all mm. that kind of stuff makes actually being a new recruiter coming into the industry, I wouldn't say it was easier, but more enjoyable. No, but you have fun. more
0: tools at your disposal, don't yeah. you? You just have more ways of um, getting hold of people or... Um, Maybe not getting hold of people all the time, but getting people's attention. Yep. And that helps massively when, when you're cold calling. Um, so he was there for nine months. And then yeah. so, and then after that, did you join Audrey then?
1: Yeah. So um, so I was at HR Consultancy two years, um, moved on to a company called 920. I wanted to do more senior sales recruitment, you know, that kind of thing. So still sales? Still sales, yeah. still sales. But this was my idea of I was going to learn how to sell retainers yeah, 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 yeah. and everything else. And and you know what? It kind of just hit me that it, I, I got right. I totally bottomed out in it. Like I was, I was doing okay. I wasn't massive billing or, or anything like that. Yeah, um, you know, I openly tell everyone that I meet that I was probably. I know, in fact, I know I was a bad recruiter. I did, I did, I did just <laughs> enough Mate. not yeah, to get sacked. Um,
0: so I'm, I'm doing um, this. I'm doing the talk at um, the recruitment expo, and mm-hmm. so I was putting my slide deck together on the weekend, and. um Basically, so what I wanted to do, so I want to talk about my recruitment journey and, yep. and how building a personal brand impacted that. Brilliant. So I, um, I always emailed my fee sheets to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I looked at my fees. In my first year, I said this yesterday, the Recruitment Network, I, um, I build 24K. Oh, ouch. Fuck <laughs> me.
1: I was on like a 20K mate, salary. I I was bad. Mate, <laughs> 20, 24K
0: in my first year, I was like, yeah. oh my God, that's so bad. You must have been such a nice guy. Oh, <laughs> mate. I think the, the only advantage I had was that I sat next to my director, the, the Owner of the business and yeah. like he could like I wasn't just sitting there not trying to make it happen like yeah. he was he'd give me advice. And then was like, that? was that London or was that no? It was in um it was in Hayes. So it's near Gatwick. It was just really? like in this little. Yeah, I was in my own little bubble mate, like West yeah. Sussex. Um but yeah, so like yeah, so I, I it's interesting to to go back to that and I was like, oh my god, I was actually really bad. But like I think like a lot of people say, if you keep doing the right activities, like there will be a moment just that tipping point, um yeah. which sort of happened. Um but okay, cool. Let let's break that down a bit then before we start talking about more recent things. So you said that you didn't know what you was getting into. I think this is a, one of the main reasons why I wanted to, to start this. So, yep. what was your actual perception of recruitment before before you got into it?
1: So, my my perception was skewed completely by by this one mate. And yeah, you'll probably listen to this as well and think yeah. back and, and laugh about it. But was that? So what did he tell you? Just lie. Just basically that the job was 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 um, was, was really easy. That, <laughs> that uh, <It> is so <laughs> not easy. That's fucking crazy. I know it's such a liar, but. Um, uh, you know if i think back right so terms yeah. of com- how much commission i was making a month as a call center agent i was making 250 quid a month bonus, yeah, right? And yeah, i yeah, thought yeah. that was great because i was yeah. living at home paying my mum like yeah. 70 quid a month in digs you know had the normal salary as well and yeah. then that's 250 quid so i was like oh this is great he's calling me up saying you know you can make 1500 quid to two grand a month <laughs> and i'm like what yeah it's crazy and he's like the best part about it is you know you're helping people because you're yeah, struggling to find yeah. it and everything else and actually the re- the reality is that you know he might have been working with like some great clients not saying I didn't work with good clients yeah. but you weren't the type of recruitment I was doing you weren't really treated as a partner if that makes sense yeah. it was more of a transaction yeah you versus you versus 10
0: yeah that, that's not that fun when it feels like a transaction is it I think yeah. that that's when um I think that's a big reason. Obviously, the money is great, but I think that's a big reason why people stay in it for so long as they do because, yep. like, generally, you can have a real impact on people's lives, which um, it is really fulfilling. Um, okay, cool. So I know, obviously, you went to different places, but, like, how... So, so those 12 months and the first 12 months were real, yep. really difficult, right? So I yep. guess must have been... I mean, you, you quit in the first 12 months at one place, quit, but, yeah, yeah, five, six, was, six. I mean, was there other points where you thought, like, I can't do this anymore? Like, how, how did you deal... How did you get over that? How did you deal with it?
1: Um... I think it was a lot of emotional support really more than anything else from um, from the guys at Jack Consultancy really? so um, the directors were really hands on and um, how big was the company? Uh, 40 staff, something okay. like that. I think Quite they've big yeah, they've almost doubled in size now. Really, like they're, doing, they're doing great. They're HRC recruitment now, but really? um, and you know it was an owner managed business. So so Hillary, um who's the MD, she was there, and yeah, it just felt like a, it felt more teaming co- cohesive. There wasn't cool. as much. There was pressure to do targets, right? But it wasn't like I do target or you're sacked. That was never yeah, really yeah, a discussion yeah, yeah. that was that was had. It was the same as what you were saying. See yeah. if you were putting in the right work, and you would, yeah. you would get it eventually. And it was yeah. a and and as an individual, um, the MD. I when She said, Trust me, I yeah. did trust her. Does yeah, that make yeah, sense? yeah, no, I had, um, I had
0: the same sort of thing. Um, okay, that's uh, really, really interesting, mate. Just another one, just as it's in my head, like I went to um, UK recruiter event, yeah. not too long ago, and I met uh, Cameron there, Firefish, yeah, absolutely, r- famous brick wall. And um, what <laughs> I was say? Video, what, it? what's this, um, what's this like Scottish gang of like recruitment people? Like, it's really weird because I went for. Uh, grab something to eat, yeah, and um, I met him, and then he was with some of his mates, and I was just surrounded by these Scottish accents. I was like, Absolutely. "What the fuck is going on? <laughs> like, this is really weird." We're not even that far away. I think we're like ten minutes drive from each other. Really? So like, there's of there's just a real hub up there, isn't there? A real community of everyone in, in recruitment, and it Absolutely. seems like
1: well, the Scottish market's um, the the Scottish market from a recruitment perspective is. I, personally i feel different from any market in, in, in the world and i think it's just because it, it's good and bad right yeah it, everyone knows everyone yeah see when like you're that people recruiter. generally
0: do yeah
1: oh, it's, it's small right yeah. it's not you know there's six million people in the, in the entire length and breadth of scotland and there's six million people alone in london yeah so that gives you an yeah, idea of, mental, of, yeah. of how much you know people know each other yeah and um, so nightmare if you're looking for a new job after, <laughs> after chucking one after five weeks yeah um but you know on the flip side um you get to know people you go to different events you know people are always willing to introduce you to each other Um, I think maybe where the Scottish market could learn a bit more from London is um, be more open and um, there's a real uh, competitiveness in terms of you know like closed ranks you know don't talk to them in the pub yeah, because yeah, they're your competitor yeah. you know really? I, used to, I used to like not like people because i come up against them in jobs and then now that i don't work in recruitment anymore i go for pints with these guys <laughs> you know
0: so it's um yeah i think so that soon. gets drilled in i think that's definitely like more of a, an um an old school mindset isn't it obviously you have to be competitive and there's nothing wrong with that but Absolutely. i think um if you're great at what you do then Look, there's enough business will we'll go For around everyone, do, do you know what I mean and I think that's why obviously um, you're talking about the the Pirates earlier the likes of the recruitment network as well like that you have yep. these communities now where you have business owners and, and billing managers sort of sharing their challenges sharing Absolutely. their successes and I think that was pretty much unheard of. If you were to speak to um, our buses bosses um, in recruitment businesses, do yeah, you know what I mean? Definitely. I mean,
1: um, there's loads of them now. though, way yeah. like you've got, so you've got like the, the Pirates, TRN, Canadians mm. in Birmingham. Northern yeah, I was going to Ar- say Ar- it, I was going to say it makes sense
0: for a, a Scottish one too. Uh, appear. I think, think I think you mean, think? Cammy,
1: Firefish would be the only two people that would go Really? To it. What do you think you'd call <laughs> do you think you'd call it?
0: What do you think you call it? I don't know. I don't know
1: the wee haggis or something.
0: <laughs> 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 no, that would make sense. Sir. I think that would be um, a no-brainer, really. So maybe a little bit of an idea there for you. There you go, I'm stealing that one. <laughs> <laughs> um, cool, so I guess um, let's dive into um, Audra a bit then. So yeah. how long have you been
1: there? Uh, two and a half years. Two and a half years, cool.
0: So I guess, um, I know we were, sort of before we started this, sharing our own sort of journeys, and I think, I mean, so how many people were there? Uh, 14. Fourteen. Fourteen, yeah. yeah. So uh, again, similar sized talks. So I've only been here for eight months,
1: kind of up to a year. Um, I think, so so you were the first employee? yeah but pretty much so mm. from 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 a sales perspective um it was it was funny actually right because um ryan who's our ceo of, yeah you know if you know of audrey you'll see his videos and stuff as well he um he put up a post on linkedin um, i'd known ryan because he was working he used to have his own recruitment company and at the time he'd kind of approached me and said do you want to come work with me and um, my daughter was just about to be born it just wasn't the right time to yeah
0: like, and this was for his recruitment
1: yeah well okay. i wasn't enjoying recruitment right so the yeah. last thing i wanted to do was to go and start a new desk somewhere yeah, yeah, else yeah, yeah, as much yeah. as i thought ryan was a yeah. great guy um and then, you know, um, he'd then become the CEO of Audro, and I, and I saw a job ad that he put up. So I messaged him and I said, hey, you know, I saw the job ad that you've put on. Be good to have a chat with you about it. You know, trying to keep it coy because I'm using LinkedIn and everything yeah. else. And he's like, nah, it's okay, mate. We're not using recruiters for this role. And I was like, no, I want to talk to you about get, <laughs> about getting that job. Really? Um, and then we met and we had a coffee and... Um, and yeah, it just
0: kinda of seemed seemed right. What what seemed right though? Cause I think that's always interesting, because I, I probably had a similar thing, but like what can you put that down to why are you... Because, I mean what 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 did you buy into, yeah? Because I'm sure there was early on there was risk. You yeah, had a, you just had a little you had a little girl to think about, do
1: you know what I, I think, mean? I think there was three things. Um first one was I bought into Ryan as an individual. Yeah. So so I just trusted him um, yeah. in that sense. I sound like a very trusting person, I trusted Hillary and trusted Ryan. But but genuinely um his his vision and ideas and he was just honest yeah so important yeah because he was like look this is going to be you know this could be great or this could be not great yeah you know and that's and that that was that and then the product as well. now the product is like a million times different from what it was two and a half years ago but even at the time i kind of got it because i was thinking if i was a recruiter and i had that and sales recruitment is all about personality right yeah so people i used to disagree with my clients because i'd say that that's a good salesperson they'd say it's not and i'd be like well what are we gauging this on? Yeah, Apart yeah, from gut yeah, yeah. feel, um, yeah. and then I suppose the third thing I was quite lucky. My my new wife, who was my girlfriend at the time, was really you supportive. married? I'm married. Yeah, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm doing everything. Doing everything. Young. I'm like 20, 24. We get, we worked that. out. <laughs> I'm 24. I've got a three and a half year old daughter. I'm married. Everything else. So um, you she was, was set was, up for life, mate. Set up for life. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so she was. Uh, she was mega supporter. So I was really like, love that. Like I'm I'm going to leave recruitment. I know it's not what I want to do anymore. I still like the industry. I still believe in it. I've got this opportunity here, but there's a chance that it might not work out. And she was like, "Look, do you know what? No matter what happens, you'll always get a good sales job somewhere." Um, you know, she she's got a good job as well. So she's like, "Just just go for it and then um, yeah, yeah, take a risk." So
0: for sure, no, no, I like that. I think um, it's really interesting that part because I think I had a, a similar relationship with um, Sean because I had a bit of prior contacts, and I think there's so much in that like just like gut feeling and, and yeah. honestly feeling, you know what, like I believe this person and, and if they're being honest and I think that's what, um, in terms of like, that that's what I think people need to tap into more in terms of when they're, um, trying to grow their business in terms of headcount. Cause it's, it's very easy just to talk about, um, Ibiza and, and Mexico yeah. and, and, and I'm Miami and all these places, Do you know what I mean? But at the end of the day, it's, it's that connection that, that people will, will uh, choose your business over others. That's, uh, um, what 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 made you so? It seemed like your journey in recruitment was quite tough. Yep. What made you like still like the industry? Like, what what did you like about it? I believed
1: in the. I I still believed in like the American dream of recruitment. If that makes really? sense, that you as an individual could help people, and by helping those individuals. Um, you'd also be helping the companies that you hired yeah. them into and as a bonus on the side of that, you'd make a lot of money. Right? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I was really money motivated, really driven and, um, and and that's what it was like at the start, which was great. Yeah. The, this, you know, the short reality was I wasn't making good money at the start yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Until, until you start billing. But that kind of concept of, once I actually learned what recruitment was about and seen the impact that it had, I still, yeah, I still yeah, yeah. kind of believe in fair it. Enough. It sounds very holistic, but um, you know, I, I, I just think as well, there's no really... I don't know of any other industry apart from, you know, the, the recruitment technology supply yeah, industry yeah. or, you know, RecTech or what you guys yeah, do. Yeah. It's kind of becoming like that as well. Is that I don't really know of any other industry where people who have no, like, experience, like, they don't have a degree or that are just at school or whatever it is can go on and make six-figure salaries. Yeah, within, like, yeah, yeah. It's, it's
0: crazy, isn't it? Yeah, like, absolutely. from all different backgrounds as well, like, there's no... Um. Yeah, uh, it's, it's really cool. So I guess. Um. So you was brought in to do sales. Yes. So how intense was that? Because that's what I felt. I think a lot of people. Because as we were saying before, like eighty percent of the recruitment market, on your plot to nine people. And yep. Um. So if you're listening, and you're in a business of under ten people or fifteen people. It's very likely that your director might still be billing or they're around, yep. and that 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 it, that comes with its own pressures. And I think there's huge upside in that because. I don't know you have nowhere to hide it encourages yeah. sort of real growth as a person um so how 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 was that environment for you like so was you
1: straight on the phones or what, what was so um the, the product audro as a product was like totally different than yeah yeah, yeah. Ago. like you wouldn't even recognize it now and um at the time like it took like i don't know like three minutes to, to get a demo from ryan so he gave me like a quick demo and i was like right cool now, it, it was like you know we didn't have any data or anything like that um and it was well, like, like no database no, no database no nothing it was like great cool you know this is a product what do you think and i'm like yeah it was good uh, and i was like you cool for me just to start Start calling people, and he's like, "Yeah, when you go, and so then you hate cold calling, and that's what you had to do." Well, I didn't hate cold calling. Um okay. By this point, I'd learned how to do it properly, and okay, effectively. Cold, what cold. I was doing before was just like I didn't even know how to open a pitch, right? So I was yeah, like, yeah. "Hi, uh, <laughs> can I speak to your HR department?" And they're like, "Why?" And I was like, "Because ah, I'm a recruiter." Whereas now I understood oh, more about how to actually do, do yeah, a cold yeah, call. Yeah, so, um, so cold calling, and it was really tough. Like. Um, like I said to you, you know, Scottish market obviously is what you go after. So that's how you started, yeah. Yeah, what mm. we went after to start with, and the, because the product was so light in terms of features back then, we were charging like pennies for it. It was like hundred quid a month, right? Yeah. And and my target was to get ten of them, ten of them a month. And I thought this will be easy, hundred quid, done, cheap. Yeah. Like I'd pay, I'd buy that, but that was the problem. I was looking at it saying I would buy it. So I'm phoning owners of recruitment businesses saying, hey, do you want to talk to me? Can I give you a demo of this 100 quid a month product? They're like, mate, that's something that my guys can expense. Like, don't sell that to me. you go and sell that to my consultants. Ah, Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. So I was like, right, cool. This, is, this was terrible. Yeah. Um, so w- there was a bit of a kind of hiatus over a few weeks where we were adding new features in as we were getting feedback and stuff, which was great. And then um, I just thought, I always wanted to work in London and stuff. And I thought, you know, I'm just going to start calling a couple of clients in London yeah, and, um, yeah, yeah. or potential clients in London and then got a couple of demos and was like to Ryan you know London looks like it might be quite good like there was literally no you know I'm saying this and it makes it sound as if it was back of a fag packet stuff I'm sure yeah. Ryan and, and Bill and Mark who are the three founders of the yeah. company Mark's our, our CTO our techie Bill's the kind of the, the, the founder and Ryan's the CEO um, you know they're all, all kind of equal um, equal partners is that you know, I'm sure they had a strategy, but for me, there was no strategy. It was like, literally, yeah. I just need to sell this, do you know what I mean, and, yeah. and, and see how it goes. I think that that's,
0: yeah, but I think that that's relatable to recruitment as well, though, isn't it? Because yeah. it's very much like that when you've got to build a desk, it's like, pfft, literally, like, you can you can sort of map out the clients that you want to speak to, or um, the sector that you want to go into, or the, the niche within that sector, but yeah. ultimately, you've, you've just got to ride the wave and, and, and make things happen, haven't you? So, Absolutely. I guess, what what did you, in the, being in that environment in the first 12 months, year and a half, or whatever... Yeah. Any anything that you learn, anything that you learned in that time that you think other people could benefit from, if if they're if they're right now in a smaller startup or um, in a smaller company where it can be quite intense, it can be tough. You can feel that actually, hang on a minute, I need to step this up, otherwise the business isn't going to grow.
1: Do you know what I mean? So anything that you learned in that time, absolutely. A couple of things. So um, I'm going to go backwards, probably, here, yeah, like, right. back to front, but. Um, so things started to take off right so like in, in, in the first six months like deals started coming in which was great we were starting to win customers yeah. and that was all perfect and brilliant we've actually got product market fit right so mm. so we know as a tech company that people are actually willing to buy our product yeah. at the price that we've set yeah. because we've got new features now it's more expensive yeah. than everything else that's great um, so I was like brilliant I've done it I've made it Like, company's great. We've got 10 customers. Like, you know, everything's cool. And um, the problem was I sat back, took my foot off the gas. Because I was too busy closing deals. You know, Ryan's like, oh, you know, because there's not, the the best thing about the business is there's no, there was no like overarching what are you doing today? What are you doing this afternoon? It was like, there was trust. So I, I kind of started to take the foot off the gas. I'll just, you know, this morning, I'll maybe just focus on closing the current pipeline. And then all of a you sudden, massive it. slump, massive slump. And that's something that we've really tried and drive home with everyone now that joins the business, is that, you know, things are great. We've got a lot of momentum now in Audrow, um, which is all cool, but there is going to come a time when it's going to be quieter. Yeah. You need to be doing at least, you know, 30, 60 minutes a day of just, you know, talking to people, yeah. having calls with them outside of your current pipeline. Otherwise you're going to have a brilliant month but then the two months after that are going yeah, to look terrible and
0: that's so relevant in recruitment as well yeah. like I experienced that again in my first year which wasn't great but I remember taking the foot off the gas like around Christmas period and yeah. it's the exact same thing if you if you take your foot off the gas when things are going well or you think that the market is slowing down you're only going to pay for it two, three Months down the line do you absolutely. know what I mean and so, by that point it's too late yeah you exactly know? and I think um no you're completely right and I think that's something that I really had to learn um later on in my recruitment career that when things are going well and you are making placements um you just got to keep going and that's like, the best thing to do as well yeah, right because you're, com- you're confident, confident you're, you're on a plan- high yeah.
1: absolutely and there's I, I, I don't know it feels like um you know, Ryan and I joke about it, and, and Nick and and um, and the guys in the office as well. Is that sometimes it feels like just like good karma? Do you know what I mean? Like yeah, when yeah. things are going good, you get that random inbound from that yeah, big five hundred yeah. man agency that you've been looking after <laughs> or that you've been chasing, or you know what I mean. Whereas when yeah. it's quiet. You know, nothing goes yeah, right, yeah, and, yeah. and that's, okay. that's how. It so, how
0: be. do you structure your day now, then? Because I think a lot of recruiters can benefit from that in terms of look. If you're listening and you're having a good month, keep going, keep yeah. keep keep speaking to to new clients, speaking to candidates, keep keep sourcing, keep building a pool of people that you know will benefit your desk. Yeah. I think that that's real sound sort of advice. Um, but how? So you mentioned there, always do 30, 60 minutes on maybe new business development yeah. or new candidate sourcing, whatever it is um, to you. But what? So how do you structure that? What do you make sure that you have in your day now to make sure that doesn't happen?
1: I'm absolutely so um the, the structure to my day is, is is pretty crazy just now just because of because of yeah where the, the growth and, yeah. and everything else so um it sounds like i'm gonna be plugging the product here right but you know from a personal branding perspective yeah. you do it right your yeah, videos yeah. are great i feel like i already know you i yeah. follow you on instagram yeah. I, I follow sean i know sean's been in thailand yeah, you yeah. Know, i know what you were doing over christmas yeah. and everything else we never actually met each other yeah, today yeah. um and you know and a lot of the content that we, i'm sure we'll go dive deeper in this in yeah. a later but um I do very little outbound activity now, which, okay. which seems ironic because I'm saying always make sure you're doing business development or talking to people. Yep. What I mean by that is that you know my pipelines or, or my diary is filled with with demos. It's filled with you know. That's some so yeah, and that's because you've worked out demo more more demos I have
0: means the more potential I'm clients. Yeah, yep, absolutely. Cool. So if
1: we try and relate this to to recruitment, it's like yeah. more candidates interview, the more yeah, people yeah, I can yeah, put course, forward course, and, course. and everything else. Yeah. Um, but what we've got in the background is is the, the, the content that we're putting out online is like free business development. It takes me 60 seconds to record a video, yeah. put it on LinkedIn. I never sell our product on LinkedIn, yeah. apart from, you know, I put a post up the other day showing a new feature. But, yeah. you know, aside from that, it's always about what we're up to, the journey, and, and just me. Like, it's genuine. Like, yeah, I'm not yeah. putting out an act on or yeah. a, you're exactly what I thought you would be because yeah, yeah, you're, yeah. you're real on your on your content. Yeah. And... um, Sorry, I'm going off on a tangent here, but the reason, right. the reason I'm telling you all of that is that the the, the reason that we do that and why video content is so good is that when I then go, okay, I've been connected with these people for six months now, hopefully they'll see my content. I'm going to message the CEO at this company and I'm going to say to them, hey, how you doing? I've been following some of the stuff that they've been doing as well. I'd love to have a chat with you for five minutes. The response rates I get back on that are massive. Really? Because they've... I don't, I, don't, I don't know why it is. I think it's because they feel like they already know me and they know yeah, that yeah, I'm, yeah. you know. I it's kinda, definitely a factor. Absolutely. So business development for me is easier now if I do yeah. have to do anything. So I don't cold call, maybe drop a LinkedIn message. And the idea behind that is to arrange a call. Yeah. So I've had much more success now um, using content, following that up with a LinkedIn message, you know, a couple of weeks, a couple of months yeah. later, arranging a call. So my diary is now either demos or book calls pre-demo. Or yeah. closing calls, and then when I'm traveling, so sitting in airports or whatever it is, or you know, sitting in a hotel in, in London at night, I'm just popping out LinkedIn messages. You know, hey, how's yeah. things? Because it doesn't have to be have to be sitting at desk with a spreadsheet. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, to, yeah, to yeah. Know
0: what you're up no, to. Okay. So let, let's let's dive into this personal brand thing then, because yeah. I think um, obviously you've been in a real good journey on it, and, and I have, and I've seen the impact. So when did you start making
1: content? Eh, uh, January. Uh, what year is this? 2019? January 2018. So not even that long. Yeah, similar time to me. So, okay. What, What made you start? So we had our best of our month as a business in December 2017. Yeah. Right? So we did... Uh, we did half a year's target for the company in one month, which okay. was great. Downside was it was still just Ryan and I, and we had to go and train all these people now. Yeah, a big thing for us is implementation. And yeah, yeah kind of I thing. mean, look, yeah, that's always the trouble, isn't it? You can buy the tech, but if you don't actually use it properly, that's that's a huge
0: downfall, isn't it? Hundred percent. Yeah. So
1: I had this. I had January. Like I only had two days in the Glasgow office in January. I was in like Amsterdam and London yeah, yeah, yeah. and Cardiff and everywhere else, which is all cool. And I was like, how am I going to do business development? And mm. I th- and I I watched a lot of Gary Vee stuff yeah, and everything yeah, else. And he was like, you know, post about you know don't document just, Yeah, document. That's it, right? Yeah. So I thought I'm going to start doing that. So yeah. went to Amsterdam on like the third of January or something. Posted a picture of like some wee cafe. Got some likes. Thought it was quite cool. Then I went to the the next training session back in London the following day, and somebody mm. said to me, "Oh, were you in Amsterdam yesterday?" And I was like what's just happened <laughs> right, what's just happened here yeah, was like, yeah. all right cool so people are actually looking at it but i was obsessed with likes at the start i was obsessed yeah. with like see if i got like 10 likes i was like delete or five likes or one like oh I was like, delete, shit, delete, really? delete. yeah it was like just ego does that make sense yeah people are going to think me. a lot of
0: people i think are in that game especially obviously on instagram but linkedin yeah people are like oh no one's listening yeah
1: I, so i cared too much about what people thought rather than just caring more about the consistent content and how and did you change people. that how did you change that mindset um, I realised that likes don't make money. Yeah. So you know. So that you just like hang on a minute, What my like? Was there a moment, or was you just like, what, why am I deleting these posts? It, like, was, it was Ryan. I said to um, Ryan Said to me, "Oh, I like that post you put up this morning." And he was like, "I, I saw someone who commented on it or something." They went back on to look at it, and it was gone. And he was like, "What happened to it?" And I was like, oh, "I deleted it. I only got five likes." And he's like, "Are you an idiot?" Yeah. Like, that, what are that's, you talking that's about? you I mean? He's like, totally. He's like, you've, you've taken that picture. You've done that video. Whatever it was." And I think what was really good about it as well, although I was obsessed with the likes and things, I was only ever taking the video once and then putting it on because I was, I was running about. I was yeah. literally going from one meeting to the next. Yeah. Um, and that kind of made me realize that people bought into the realness of it rather than yeah. the stage content which yeah. which then you know had a bigger effect Yeah. On
0: no, no, I like that. Okay, so January 2017, you started. 2018. 2018? Um, yeah. t- uh, 2018. 2018, so like a year ago. Oh, shit. Yeah, okay. it was literally just... Like oh, yeah, so, so, yeah. Ago. so... Yeah, okay, look, I'll, I'll share a bit of mine because I think yeah, people can absolutely. get value out of this. So I think... Um, so look, my, my best advice is um, do not start sharing content with the expectation of getting something in return. 100%. Period, underline, bold, capital letters, right? And... Um, and I think what will help with that, as Doug was just saying, like likes don't equal money, doesn't equal that it's doing well, whatever. Um, obviously likes do does mean normally that you get more reach and more people see it, which obviously um helps. However, my mindset that helped me to continue and to be consistent is that if this helps one person, yeah. I'm happy, right? Um, and it's really interesting, again, because um, I, I was, again, pr- preparing all this talk and, and sharing my journey, but I had the exact same thing. Uh, so, like, for example, this podcast, yep. um, I took screenshots of, like, the early episodes, like, episode two, episode four, episode ten. Brilliant. They were getting, like, three, four, five likes, right? And it was, it's so easy for me and any out that go, no one's listening, no one cares. Yeah. Um, however, it's only that consistent posting and consistent sharing where it's just like anything, like, a recruitment desk, it takes time to build it right and you have to stay consistent and it will pay off do, do you know what I mean um, and I think again that that's really good advice from what you're saying in terms of like documenting because when I so I was like right okay I'm going to try to do things differently because that was my biggest problem getting hold of people yeah. that was mine Um, so I was like right how can I use today's tools to do that differently and um for me, I started with um, the classic posts that still fly about, like, if you hate Mondays, talk to me. It's hump day today. You think about the weekend. <laughs> yeah, like, that's absolutely. what I went to first. New I didn't want to speak you. to Job, about jobs, basically. Um, but and then what I started to do was just take pictures of, of like, when we were doing stuff. So yep. it was less in the office. It was like... So when I went to... Um, the The lawyers of London, um, in, um, in uh, London, in in London, I took a picture and that got loads of engagement. I just nice. took a picture and did a bit of writing, and then when we did a football tournament with the insurance market, took a picture. Yep. So it was more of just making sure that I took a picture when I was actually doing stuff, yep. um, and that didn't require any extra work because I was doing it anyway. It was just more of having the actual thought of, all right, okay, I need to get a picture as before. You wouldn't think that. Yep. So again, over time, I was. I think a big thing is like you just have to experiment, don't you? And then, like uh, and bit listen bit. to. The audience and, and what what works and what doesn't. That's also really sound advice. Like it's uh, it's okay to like put someone out, and if it doesn't do well, take note of that and then try something different. Do you yep. know what I mean? So when when did you start? And also, actually, I think you you alluded to it. Like, take note of the small wins. That really helped me. So like, if you call someone and they say, "Yeah, yeah I've seen your video" or "I've seen your content online." That means you're you're on the right path. You and know we have I mean? the
1: most surreal experiences with it now. Like genuinely, it's weird, isn't it? like we, we, you know, you know, we, we'll average kind of between ten to twenty five thousand views in each video that we post and yeah. things, which is great and uh, you know, brilliant. And we like that. And but again, those views don't equal 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 cash and yeah. um, or, or new sales but it's even things like, I posted this stupid video when I was in Manchester with Sophie, right, outside the Corrie uh, TV set because we were in between meetings and I made some like, did this terrible Mancunian accent about how I was just Uh going over the road for a cup of a Plat. Yeah. That was cool, like obviously a bit cringy, I put it on anyway because it's just, it's just, you know that's what it is. Like yeah. that's who we are, and that's what we're up to. And um, and I was sitting on the train coming back from Manchester, and this guy comes over at me and he says, "Oh, how you doing, mate? Did you manage to get your cup of tea?" with go, <laughs> And I was like, "What has just happened?" <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's like, mental, isn't like, it? Yeah, absolutely. But it's about not letting stuff like that, like not not that, that would go to your head anyway. But you know what I mean? Like, it's it's about delivering value. It's really important. Sorry about the documenting thing for me was that, um, it was rubbish at the start. Got good. That was great. Kind of started to tail off a wee bit though, and that was because. I wasn't delivering any value at all. Yeah. It was literally, oh, there's Dougie training another client again. Brilliant, well done, Dougie. Okay. Or Dougie, if you're saying it with an English accent. Yeah. Um and, and what I started to do was after each after each training session I was doing, I was learning because I was learning all the time in these training sessions with these recruiters anyway, was I'd post a video, this is what I've done. I've just been training with this company. However, this is something that I learned today that I didn't already know. Nice. And that's how I started to try and provide value through it. Yeah, so I didn't yeah. have to create that's any smart. of the content. It was just they were giving me the content. For, yeah, yeah, yeah. For a lot And
0: that, that, that and that—that's what I always say. Is like the the recruit for for recruiters. Listen, like you already have the content. And what oh, yeah, I mean 100%. by that is like. Just, look, you listen to candidates' pain points all day. Mm-hmm. You listen to clients' pain points all day. You listen to, to clients' and candidates' aspirations. Like, that. that's all that you need to bring to life. Um, you need to bring to life, like, so, so one of the, the pieces of content that got loads of engagement for me was talking about interview feedback. I used yeah. to speak to candidates so often who didn't get any interview feedback. They took time out of their day. They attended an interview, and they didn't get any feedback. And, like, I was just like, that is just, that is just a joke. Yeah. Like, what, what the hell are recruiters is playing at? And, and again, the, the best pieces of content drive emotion. And when you, when you actually consciously decide to, like, have an ear out to, okay, so candidate keeps, the people in my market keep talking about this is a problem. Mm-hmm. That's what you want to talk about. Um, so I think, yeah, I like how you um, approach that. And another thing that I wanted to underline what you said was, like, Um, to be yourself Um, you can't manufacture a personal brand like I mean look it's it's called personal brand it's about you Um, and if you start Posting about football because you think more people like it, and then you get into a meeting and they ask you about football and you don't know. She's like a dickhead. So I,
1: I'm just, do you know what Ryan used to do that, right? Did so he? Like Ryan's not big on football. Oh like Ryan, really? Ryan's not big on football. He didn't used to post about it, but what he used to do was like he'd have conversations with someone and they'd come off the phone. and be like, right, this guy I'm going to meet loves football. He was asking me about this, this, oh, this. Can that. you tell me about it? <laughs> that's like, oh, what's going on? That's true. But it's, um, it's funny. So like Nick, Nick's been with the company now six months. We work together yeah. as recruiters, yeah. and um, and you know like people. When, when I speak to people, they go. Oh, I see Nick, and like when they talk to me about Nick, they're saying, "Oh, you know, he's always he's always having a laugh. He always looks like he's having a good time. You know that kind of thing." And that but that's because he is, mm. um, you know. And then Ryan as well. People are always like, "Oh, that guy's just working so hard to build the business and and everything else." And that's because he is. like, do You know what I mean? <laughs> so yeah. Like what he's coming across as as is himself, and I think that as a as recruiters and recruiters that we speak to, because you know we encourage them to use video content to to try and engage with people, as you guys do as well. Yeah. Is that? Um, they're scared to. They're scared to what people will think about it. Yeah, totally. Like, what if my competitor sees it and laughs at me? I just honestly. Like, it, it takes What's your it- advice to that when people say that? This is really like like old school and sounds a bit grim but just like literally just who cares like yeah, they already no, you know, so what's to say that they're not laughing at you posting a job ad like what's to yeah. say that they're not looking at your face like you've got tons of stuff on Facebook right where people that you went to school with you probably care more about those, those people's yeah. opinions than you do about people you've never met so you know if someone doesn't like what you post yeah. as long as it's not like trivial and like ridiculous and that's yeah no
0: i know i think i think it's a really good thing so just how did you go over that yeah, yeah i was gonna say so just just to round up what you said about being yourself like what that also ties into and enables recruiters to do and why you have to do that is it it makes it sustainable. Yeah. But as we were saying, and you were saying, you didn't you you started to get more success as you was consistent, same as me. And the only way that you'll be able to stay consistent is if like it comes natural to you, and and that that is actually sustainable. Um, cool. So yeah, I had the exact same thing. So um, uh, after after the the first year, I was like, I build twenty four k. What the hell have I been doing wrong? Yeah. What I've been doing good? I reflected on my year, um, and I was consuming Gary Vee content at the same time, and um, I was like. I keep hearing social media, marketing, whatever. Surely I can use today's tools to, to impact or at least help me. Yeah. Cause all I needed to do was get the attention of the people I can help. That was my biggest challenge. Um, so with that, I, uh, entered, uh, 2017 with like started to, to really think about that. um, and then basically, I, d- I just I just started to like try and do things differently because the, the the added pit the added part that I didn't have beforehand was that twelve months I could look at my desk and understand that from me posting a job ad on LinkedIn on read the job boards etc. I didn't make one placement from it. Wow! So I was just like,
1: it's much more. It's so common though. Yeah, it is well, and I was it? just
0: like, well, so I spent the last the first twelve months I, I didn't do well at all, and I didn't and that didn't help so so why is that the process like why am I doing that yeah. so um, that was the first thing all, all of my colleagues as well so there's eight of us they all did the same like you learn about alright okay so when you get a job you do this you do that none of them made a pl- like we spoke about none of, no, no one made a placement from doing that do you get what I mean yeah. so it's like hang on a minute what the fuck what, why are we doing it then do you know what I mean <laughs> so uh, yeah so I was like right okay so let, let's just try and use it a bit differently so when I started putting out these posts my colleagues definitely were like what is this Hesham kid up to sort of thing but it was when I got when I said video mm-hmm. everyone looked at me distraught oh my god honestly it was so bad like, <laughs> everyone was like what how is that going to make you more money? And like yeah. all this. I only managed to convince two people to get in front of the camera. My director was really supportive, to be fair. And he jumped in front of it. Brilliant. Um, yeah, it was, it was great. That's mega helpful at the start. Oh, right? mate. You yeah, it was so it, like, important. Because
1: uh, your trust has a, has a, is that a guy yeah, or a girl? A
0: uh, guy, yeah. A guy.
1: So your like, you trust has a person. Oh, mate, girl, massively.
0: So. so like, and because and it was a small company, if I got no buy-in, like that would have been even tougher. Yeah. But he, he, he recognised that it was an opportunity because essentially what I did when I was reflecting and I was like, right, okay, there's an opportunity here. The first thing I did was look at my competitors. Yeah. And all they were doing was, was um, posting about jobs. And I was like, hang on a minute, there's, there's a real opportunity here. Yep. And I put together a bit of a presentation um, to my old director. And he was like, look, here's some, look, I get it. Um, I- right, so this is uh, take two, of the, the, the final bit, because me and Doug had just tried to uh, wrap this up, but it cut off again. But i found some batteries uh, for the recorder.
1: So, so you I taught you how to change
0: batteries. Yeah, basically, yeah.
1: <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs> so, um, look, So um, I realised that it cut off sort of 45 minutes in. um, So what I wanted to share and what I was talking about when this sort of links up and I add this to to the episode is that um, when I come up with the idea um, in my old company to do videos, literally everyone just looked at me with with complete distraught and and they're like, what the hell are you doing? Um, How is that going to make you more money? Um, And and me and Doug were talking about previously how sort of, you just really got to try to, to not worry about other people's opinions, yeah. um, especially when you're putting yourself out there in terms of content. Um, it is a real blocker for people to put yourself out there and look, it's, it's part of life. It It, it is difficult. Um, however, the analogy for the third time I wanted to share with people, um, I learned this from someone that I followed for a while, read a couple of their books and then it's really stuck with me. Um, was uh let's say that uh i can't believe I'm doing this the third time let's say <laughs> that, do you want me to tell it? No, no, right. let's, <laughs> Joking. Uh, let's 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 say that you're walking into a bar um and you see a, a very attractive person at yep. the bar um and obviously naturally you're going to start thinking about oh does my hair look good um i wearing nice clothes um is she gonna find me attractive or is he gonna find me attractive um now, flip to the other person who's at the bar and has also seen you. Now, what you don't realize until you actually think about it, that that person at the bar that you're worried about if they if they think you you look good, etc., they're actually thinking, does my hair look good? Am I looking the part? Do I look nice tonight? Etc. So, in actual fact, when, when you're worried about other people's opinions, um, the people that you're worried about are actually worrying about themselves. Yeah. So people haven't got the time, although you think that they may have, to to to, to worry about you. They're, they're worrying about them, like, first. That, that's what you do. That, yeah, it's human nature, though, yeah, isn't it's it? it's human nature. Yeah, exactly. So when we're talking about people's opinions and, and what people think of you, just remember that um, people people care about themselves a lot more than you think. And um, I think the thing that I've really experienced, and, and I'm sure you have as well, Doug, is yep. that People admire and encourage people putting putting themselves out there so much more than you think. Absolutely, do you know what I mean? So, like, when so I remember when I started <laughs> when I first started putting stuff out there, like people are like, oh, look, "This is great, well done," and like you, you genuinely do get a lot of positive encouragement when you start. Yeah, and um, a lot less so than the neg- the negative stuff that, than you think. So. To run to run this off, mate, for the for the third and final time, obviously it got cut off before we started. Sort of just saying, let's wrap up this whole personal brand thing, which has been the focus for this episode. Which I'm glad it has. As to um, what what sort of your your go to advice for recruiters who will be listening to this, who um will be really thinking about starting trying to do something different yeah. in 2019. So like, yeah, let, let's just talk about that a bit, and then we can uh, call it a day, mate.
1: Cool. So no, listen, sounds good. Thanks for having me as well. So I think that um you know, for, for us internally first thing to say is like we're massive fans of video you know yeah, uh, yeah, us as in of a business at Audro and everything else and, and video content and, and that's how we've got a lot of success from it but it doesn't have to be video related nah. um, you know, I, I think you know we spoke about this that it can be written it can be pictures yeah, yeah. it can be whatever just start, it is it? Start yeah, just something. start you've just got to do it yeah. it's, it's like that first cold call and, and, and recruitment like yeah, the more yeah. you put it off the harder it becomes to yeah, do it the yeah, scarier massively. that it seems and actually see, see when you actually do post that video like you said you'll get a lot of encouragement from people like me and you who are going yeah another yeah, one that's yeah, actually definitely. doing it and so you know, a lot and, of
0: people are like, shit, I can do that, or they admire it.
1: Exactly, exactly. One of the things that's been really key at Audro, you know, you look at Nick, who's been with the business six months and how, how well he's doing. Sophie, who's been there around a year now, she's doing great as well. We've got our new start, Sam, you know, like Leslie Ann, uh, you know, Nomi, uh, Stephen, who have all got this brilliant, brilliant attitude and everything else. And the thing that makes all of these people great, even like Megan and Customer Success and, and, and Vic, one of our developers as well, is that they're all their own individual. Yeah. So, um, you know, I, I mentioned it is that your mates and the people that you work with don't have to like you, yes. right? So whoever you are as that person is cl- quite clearly somebody who appeals to people
0: exactly. um, f-
1: enough for them to like you. And you
0: hear it, you hear it, like when you're growing up, isn't it? Like you can't yeah. be friends with everyone.
1: Exactly, you can't be friends with everyone, right? And
0: even when you tr- when you even like attempt that, you actually don't end up having many friends at all because you don't actually because you over-engineer thing. it yeah, yeah, yeah. and it
1: becomes fake and, yeah. and you can't keep that you can't keep that you know that pretense so up what, for long so
0: what you're saying there is when you start putting yourself out there you start sharing content you're not going to please everyone period
1: not going to please everyone but the, the key thing is for you to understand who you are as an individual and what you want to portray think truthfully about why your mates like you and 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 who you are as an Prefence individual, and just be that person. We we've got a big thing, um, at Audra because you know when I look back at the old videos that I used to do, they were really corporate, really staged, yeah, yeah. scripted, was, and I all was. that kind of stuff as well. And 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 you know, really now the reason that people buy into the stuff that we put out is because we just act like ourselves. Um, and and uh, I can't remember who it was that came up with I think It was Ryan was saying that. Uh, it's more important to be authentic first and make sure that you're not unprofessional than yeah, it is to yeah. make sure that you're really professional and then you have a tiny bit of authenticity. Because if you look at so any you, video content, you, I
0: know a lot of people say that it's just your, it's just you, isn't yeah, it? it's just getting you across. Yeah, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Fair enough, mate. How so? I guess just to uncover that a bit more, then like, what did you start? What made you start being not less professional, but yeah, more focused on just getting Dougie across? Was there anything that you started doing differently or?
1: Um, I started having a bit more of a laugh. Yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, it wasn't all serious. Like, you know, there was one time when I... um I was staying there, uh, you know. We talked about the kind of rubbish hotels yeah, that, yeah, I, yeah. that I used to stay in and everything else. And there was this one time I didn't bring a toothbrush with me. I was going to an important meeting. I got a train all the way out to the place that I was yeah. going to from London and there was no toilet in the in the train station. And um, I was stunning. waiting in a new bar, there was nothing around. So I was just like sitting on a wall brushing my teeth. And I was like, this is, <laughs> it was like 10 o'clock on like a Tuesday morning. And like in public, people are looking at me like, what an idiot. And I was thinking, this is actually quite funny. I just like took a picture of it, put it online. And it, it was like my first post that got like over 150 likes. Really? Like I'd been playing. Posting stuff about how great video is and everything else, and I put a picture online of me brushing my teeth on a wall and I got more views on it than I'd ever gotten any piece of content before. (laughs) And I was like, Right, cool. Obviously, you know, me More teeth brush, more teeth brush, more walls. Yeah, some absolutely mate. someone (laughs) someone that's a self confessed shit recruiter trying to tell recruiters how to do recruitment isn't exactly isn't isn't the content that people want to (laughs) consume.
0: What's all that about?
1: What me being a shit recruiter?
0: No, <laughs> <laughs> but you see that online, didn't you? Yeah, absolutely. I'm your name any names, <laughs> but um, you see, I don't really get that because I, I, I can't see that resonating. Like no. again, it comes back to like being you and being authentic. Like you, do, like best advice is just like just talk from experience. Yeah. Um, I know sometimes you've got to uh, over-exaggerate the truth sometimes, like like Ryan and his uh, football knowledge. But absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> um, cool. So I think obviously what what where before it cut off. Um, I sort of just wanted to to give you the opportunity to say what we were excited about. Um, at Audra so let, let's just sort of um, rule that off again mate what, yeah. what are you excited about um, at Audra at the moment
1: probably uh, this is really self-centred and stuff on the business but really just really excited this year for, for us to grow and, and be yeah. part of something bigger it's been great for the last two years to be you know one of the first guys in the door and selling it and taking it to market and everything else but see now being part of a bigger team and and, and actually you know, helping people and everything as they join. Yeah. Like, the, the, the most enjoyable part of it is that you're actually surrounded by so many people now with the right attitude. Like, you know, the guys that we've hired um, and girls that we've hired and, and, and how excited they are. And um, yeah, mate, I just think that the opportunities that, that everyone has in 2019 in terms yeah. of if you're working for a recruitment technology supplier, if you're just going into the recruitment market, or even if you're an established agency that's going, like, what are we going to do different this year or what more can we do? Um, there just seems to be a real good buzz around the recruitment industry just yeah, now. I think um, so. And you know, and hopefully that hopefully that continues. Mate. I think
0: so. I think um, I think um, look. I think before um, we wrap up, I think that the, the, the there is a like genuinely a, a real window of opportunity this year. Yeah. Um, I think as we were saying that you work with like three hundred clients, and yep. there's however many in in the whole world. Um, yeah. You you reckon around two hundred plus of those are just in the UK, and there's forty thousand recruitment companies and <laughs> It's nuts. so um, we only work with fifteen sixteen clients, so um, we, we're we it may look like that we're talking to everyone and yeah. it's all nice and, and we, we're killing it. get that a lot. It's like, yeah, yeah, you guys are killing it. But it's like, no, we could do way, like, we need to Absolutely. be way more clients. And it's,
1: but it's easy sometimes, right, when, when, because killing it is, you know, it was zero customers at one point, right? Yeah. And now it's, and now it's 15, 16 and for us, yeah. you know, our sales process is much shorter than yours and everything yeah, else, you know, yeah. what we're talking about. So, um, uh, you know, and that kind of thing. So it's not really like you're comparing apples and oranges in terms of of, yeah. of how of how quickly it's grown. But you know, you guys are killing it in a sense. Like th- that's what it looks like in the outside, and it's not untrue. You're working with some great brands, yeah, and you're yeah, doing yeah. some really amazing things. But you know, like we spoke at the very start, when your pipeline's good, if you take your foot off the gas, yeah, yeah, yeah. then there's going to be a point where you're well, not think, killing it anymore Yeah, I
0: think I just I just really want to underline that. Like generally, if you if you decide to take action this year, like you will reap the rewards. Hundred percent. Your competitors. Yep. Because. What, what me and Doug just really want to stress because we're both in a uh, sort of unique position is that there's still so many businesses on the fence. There's still so many yep. people that aren't willing to, to invest in the lights of wardrobe or aren't um, considering investing in, in, in marketing. And I think that that's why it's an opportunity as a recruiter. And, and we mentioned that um, I know you said earlier that it's not that um, recruiters coming in now, it's going to be easier, but there, there's more ways to do it. Yeah. Do you get what I mean? As opposed to just smash a database, all, all the normal stuff. So like if hopefully um from from this episode we can really encourage you to start. And if you do start, yep. um, genuinely like it can have a real serious impact. As, as you've heard, Doug is uh pipeline's full. <laughs> that, yeah, he does, it, he uh, does, he does uh, pictures uh, with toothbrushes uh, and and the videos and the
1: Street and, and the rest. Absolutely. Um, but, One thing I would say as well is listen, see if you do um, if if you listen to this and you post videos or like that on LinkedIn, like, you know, send it to me, yeah, me to We'll and we'll, we'll Hashem we'll yeah, tag it, you know, we'll share it, we'll we'll like it. Yeah. Just, you know, one more person doing it is, is is um is is more than enough for me if if that's yeah, if that's, exactly. if that's what this and podcast that's and I, and I think
0: that if you if you're worried about it and you're thinking, oh, I can't do that. Think what your competitors are going to be thinking. They're going to be yep. thinking the exact same thing. They're going to be absolutely shit in their pants to do anything. <laughs> and um, <laughs> First move <moving> advantage. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true though, isn't it? Yeah. Like That that was just like the biggest motivator for me was like, okay, well, this if this is going to give me an advantage in the market, I'm up for it. Like, yeah. do, do you know what I mean?
1: Well, listen, that's the thing, right? You either th- you, you sit and think to yourself, either nobody's doing this because it's a shit idea yeah. or... I've just gotten it an absolute winner here, and yeah. the only way to find out is by doing it.
0: That's what I mean. You know, you just got, you just got to start, experiment, listen, and um, trust me, you will reap the rewards. Hopefully, Love um, it. but look, let's let's finish there. Apologies if um, it sounds a bit scattered, but um, <laughs> a few technical issues, battery problems, but we we got that resolved. Dougie, been a pleasure, mate. Thank Thanks. Thanks so for having much for me. In. Love it. All the way from Glasgow, I still can't believe that. Um, cheers, mate. Thank you.
1: Cheers.